Hey guys, welcome back to the Recenter Podcast. I'm here uh, with Eric Butel, and we are going to dig into what we promised to do, which is the questions following uh, those Sabbath sermons we did uh, two weeks ago, where we had you guys text in questions about what Sabbath is, how to practice it, or any questions that you might have about Sabbath. And so today we get to just have a conversation on my back porch. It may sound a little windy, you may hear the birds, but we're just here having a conversation, enjoying each other and sharing our thoughts about Sabbath. So uh, enjoy the conversation and listen in for your question. Eric, well, here we are. Um, you've got the questions in front of you. I do. And we're going to just go ahead and jump right in. So why don't you go ahead and read the first question? Sure. So first question uh, we have says, we have two little kids, four and one. They both need constant attention. Ain't that the truth? And we prefer not to put them in front of a TV. Good for you. Uh, we really want to Sabbath and have tried approaches, but hard. Uh, but it's hard in that situation. How do you suggest we Sabbath or rest in that situation? Any good ideas? Yes. I don't know. If, how about this? We have ideas and they can decide if they're good or not. <laughs> That's good. Yes. Um, I also have, um, I don't have a one-year-old currently practicing Sabbath, but we have a three-year-old and we have a five-year-old. Um, and so for them, I can just tell you sometimes the, they don't understand the idea of like sure. what we think a stereotypical Sabbath is, which means, you know, a lot of, we think, I think early on when I was practicing Sabbath, I'll say this, I thought it meant that I get to like sit on the couch in the quiet with a coffee and read a book and take a nap. And it can be those things, but it mm-hmm. can also be really frustrating trying to do that when you've got little kids who just want to play or be loud. And it just, it can become almost something that's like you're fighting against what just is Sabbath isn't going to look like right now. Yeah. Um, so I will say what my wife and I have done is on Sabbath, you know, uh, there has been times where I say, Hey, this morning, what would you like to do? would you like to get away to conscious cup or go somewhere and read a book? And I will, you know, take the kids to the park. So now I'm trying to take the kids to do something that they'll enjoy that Mm -hmm. will, you know, they will have fun doing and I'm enjoying them in that time. And then in the afternoon, maybe Lauren and I will switch and she'll give me some space to do the things that I want to do for Sabbath while she kind of hangs out with the kids and does a craft or does whatever. So I think if you're trying to stay away from the screen, I would go on family hikes. I would do like organize a really fun craft that they're looking forward to but like organize that before Sabbath, right? So then you're yeah. not preparing the craft materials. You can just like literally pull out the box and then you can do the craft together and make it enjoyable. So there's things like that that you can do that uh, the kids are really going to enjoy. I think the trick is asking them, because on Sabbath we want to do things, not like have-tos, but get-to-dos. Yeah, that's good. And so you ask your kids, what is something that you would like to do on Sabbath? And try and make it just like as a parent, you want that time on the couch to read a book. Mm-hmm. maybe they want to do a puzzle or maybe they want to play hide and seek with the lights off in the basement. Like just making it so that everyone in the family gets to pick a part of Sabbath makes them excited to really uh, do something different on that day and just enjoy each other. Yeah. I think that's great. Cause I've, I, I've heard it expressed that like Sabbath is like to play and to pray. Yeah. And so obviously what do kids love to do more than anything is play. Right. And it does require, there's an element of sacrifice, uh, for part of that, but to your point, it's re—I think it's reframing your time, right? So, um, part of engaging with your kids, it's going to require some energy. It's not always easy for us to enter in and right. have the imagination that they have, right? Or give that time. But you've set aside that day to enjoy the good things that God has blessed you with. So, reframing your your mind is 
I'm enjoying the good gifts, including my family that God has given me. They've given yeah. me these children, right? So how do I enter in and, and enjoy that and, and enter into it with a, a spirit of uh, thoughtfulness and recognizing the good gifts that God has given to you? Um, you've been practicing this with younger kids than I have. I've not been doing this. I've only think, been practicing Sabbath maybe for three years now. I think we've been doing it. And my girls are eight and ten, so they were five, the youngest, when we did it. Um, but I have heard uh, one of the pastors that you and I enjoy talked about. They had a special uh, box of toys yeah. that they kept hidden away. And that was like Sabbath toys, so it felt new and fresh. And I gave them some attention to be able to play with something they don't normally play with during the week. And it gives them a little quiet to be able, like the parent, to be able to take that time. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of splitting up. I think it is important to to split it up and try and find ways in the middle to do things things all together. Yeah. And that's the joy, I think, of starting Sabbath, you know, if you can, ideally, starting at the night before, um, maybe, you know, sharing a meal together, starting with, uh, you know, a psalm or a prayer, lighting a candle, like you talked about, to engage that presence. But you have that time together as a family, having a meal together, maybe going for a family walk if it's nice after that. Yeah. And then Saturday, figuring out how to divide that time up. But uh, it is doable. Um, yeah. I think don't be legalistic about it, but really it's about delighting in the good gifts that God's given you and letting go of the the toil, right? The six days that we fight against yeah. uh, the earth that, you know, fights against us to do our work or the, the, the difficulty it is to, to yeah. toil throughout the week. That's not what Sabbath is about. So it's all about work energy versus rest energy. Yeah, and I feel like, so to bring in, I'll say, where we've had frustrations with our kids at times during Sabbath is like, if you notice during the week, if you're anything like me, and maybe this is just me, I'm guessing it's not though. <laughs> Most times it's uh, something that I want to do or want to get to is what keeps me from really engaging with my kids when they're playing. Mm. Like I have to get this task done or I need to be on my phone or you know, there's something going on. So then I'm frustrated that they're trying to take my attention rather than being present with them. Um, you can do the same thing with a good thing like Sabbath where Absolutely. you're like, I, I, just wanna, I just wanna sit down and rest. I just wanna read. Yeah. I just wanna be with the Lord. And so like be fighting mm -hmm. just being present and thankful for them. The thing about Sabbath is like if you can if you can cease like if you can find a way to cease that striving for anything that day mm. and instead enter into the moment like put your phone away completely yeah uh, don't think about what you want to do later and just try to be present with that kid and ask them great questions and yeah and and like ask them to explain what's going on in this story that you're playing and like and try and find yourself just not in a hurry to go anywhere or get anything done but just enjoying the person in front of you yeah and I think that's when like Sabbath can be really cool with kids because it's you don't have a deadline coming up for work you don't yep. have like you've set aside this time to do nothing yeah except rest and be present with god yeah. and your family so it allows you the space that you don't have during the other six days of the week there's not a soccer game to get to right right there's not a bedtime necessarily you're fighting you're just enjoying each other mm -hmm. and taking the relationship like learn yeah i don't know so i've had oh, sweet moments of it so i'll say give yourself grace that's going to be good stuff during this time with little kids mm -hmm. and there's also going to be there's also going to be times that are rough, but that's part of Sabbath, how it forms you. Notice yep. when things are rough. When things are rough with your kids, what's the thing that you're, like, what's making you so anxious or upset? Mm -hmm. And then figure out what maybe in Sabbath God's trying to teach you, like, you know, about that and make yeah. you aware of it and, like, teach you how to take on his character towards your kids in the other six days. So I don't know. I know that Sabbath with kids is a beautiful thing. It is. And it's not an easy thing. No. And, that, and it's, a lot, it's a process. Like you said, I like the idea that it's... You, it's a practice that you're growing into. This yeah. isn't something you're going to do for the next couple of years. This yeah. is something that you're making and weaving into the fabric of your family. So your your kids are learning early on what that looks like. And to your point, I find when I get most frustrated, it's 
genuinely most of the time it's the the root of it is selfishness yeah, it's yeah. i want for me and it's not letting go of what is it what does this day have for me right. and also there is a healthiness in making it known and that's i think not to get too tangential but like that's also part of the preparation going in like yes. you mentioned like you have those conversations yes. so you know the jewish culture prepping was done on friday a lot of work went into so you didn't have to do that during the sabbath yes. prepping and planning for sabbath make sabbath enjoyable Uh, second question was similar. So how can I actually do Sabbath rest in the season with young kids at home? We had a lot of questions like that, um, yeah. which I, doesn't surprise me. And again, I think just to stress that this isn't a legalistic thing. It's not a get it down perfectly. I think uh, I would say to do it in community, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a beauty to being with life. You know, I was reading about how G, um, God on the seventh day, he blesses it and calls it holy. And that word, those are the first time that the word blessed is used in the Old Testament is, uh, or the third time I should say, it's used to first describe blessing uh, the, the creation, the creatures to, to multiply, then to humans to do that. And then he blesses the Sabbath day, the day of rest, and to keep it holy. And it's really about life, bringing life. And yeah. so doing things that bring you life. So with your with your community, people that bring you life, that aren't difficult to connect with or to be with, but actually are life-giving. If you're doing this together, you you know, we've done it before, Zach, where our families get together yeah. and we go to a park and we get to connect as adults. They're playing at the park. Right. It's life-giving for us. It's not energy. It's not it's work. life-giving for your kids to play with their exactly, friends. Exactly, yeah. yep. And so there's some really beauty in that. Um, so anyway, I think we can move on. Yeah, so let's just, we'll do all the kid questions. So there's the first one. I remember there was another one about should Sabbath be screen-free? And I yes. think that links... This, not necessarily to kids, but because the first person brought up, we don't like to put our kids in front of screens. Mm -hmm. I think we can touch on that too. I first want to say, um, we have used screens on Sabbath to where like, we'll say, all right guys, today on Sabbath, we're going to pick a family movie that we're all going to watch together yeah. as part of our Sabbath. Totally. And like, we make it fun. We like get popcorn and we set up, you know, with candles and then we watch a, a movie together. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've done Sabbath like that. We've also let the kids, uh, each have some screen time, very, you know, like set a limit on it. Um, so I don't want to get legalistic and say, yes, yeah, Sabbath has to be screen free. However, I think we need to differentiate between like mindless entertainment and like yes. life giving rest. There's a different things. Like if That's I good. binge watch my favorite show, which is probably gonna be something star Wars related preach, I'm going to get to the end of the day and, and I'm going to feel like my day was wasted. I'm not going to feel, I mean, it's, it's like fun for, in the moment and I enjoy it, but I don't ever feel like amazing after I've watched like countless hours of star Wars. <laughs> Yes. It's not resting. It is entertaining, which isn't allowing my brain to rest. Yes. Um, we often say, sometimes our kids will say, like on Sabbath, there will be times where they're like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm bored. And we actually like to lean into the boredom because that's where like creativity comes and you can mm -hmm. ask deep questions and you can think original thoughts mm -hmm. and you can listen for like your inner voice and like the voice of the Lord. Like when things get still enough that you actually have to pay attention to like the things mm -hmm. that are more silent or slow in life is when you get to really unlock a part of life that you miss in the busy hustle entertainment. So good, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I agree. I think pay attention to what your rhythms are in your family. If you're a family that does spend a lot of time in front of screens as it is, I would say Sabbath is a great opportunity to unplug and put that away. Majority of our culture, majority of families, that's the truth. The majority of us as adults, we're yeah. tied to our phone most yes. of the time. So I think it's, uh, I would say prayerfully consider if that's something that 
if you're resistant to it, maybe that's actually an invitation, <laughs> yeah, yes. right? Um, if you are somebody who doesn't do that often, you're like, well, we might want to enjoy it. Like you said, a movie. Like yeah. We did a couple of weeks ago. We, we actually, we got a Nintendo Switch from yeah, the yeah. library. Yeah. We don't have one, so it's not a normal part of our family culture. Right. Um, and we've been very cautious about how much time they've played it since we've had it. And yeah. so on a Friday night, we came back after dinner. We went for a nice walk. We came back and we're like, we popped some popcorn and we yeah. played uh, Mario Party. And right. it was awesome like we had a great time but it was out of the ordinary for us as a family and it was together and it was enjoying yeah. each other enjoying something good together it's right. not a checking out but there's also i mean again if your kids aren't kids who watch tv most of the time and there is a good movie to put on that they want to watch in the morning and do it together or something yeah um i mean i don't want to be legalistic and say no screens i think that's something to perfectly consider um but you're right screens tend to to be more about entertainment and checking out. Yeah. And so I think it's... It's a heart. It issue. is. Yeah. And there's a great book, honestly, if you guys want to dig more into this, I want to take a ton more time. There's a great book called The TechWise Family by Andy Crouch that yeah. I highly recommend that goes through how to engage technology in a way that's life-giving. It's not It's not what you would think. It's not just anti-screen time. It's like yeah. bringing back like something like the family hearth where it used to be like you gather around the fireplace and share stories together as a family. So maybe the TV now has replaced the right. hearth, right? Yeah. And you have four of them in the house versus gathering around maybe and watching something together that's life-giving and right. talking about it can be really great. So Yeah, and I'll say something convicting. We've done Sabbath where we limit our kids' screen time, but then we keep our phones. Like, And so it's funny how like mm. we can see it so clearly in our children, but we can't see it in ourselves. Yeah. So I would encourage you guys on Sabbath, one of the ways... I know work is tied so often to our phones Yeah. that just even mentally when we pick up our phone, our brain goes into a different like function. Yeah. I think parenting your phone on Sabbath could be very life-giving. It is for us like to say we're going to check our phone in the morning if there's any emergencies. Mm -hmm. We're going to leave it charging where like it can ring if there's an emergency, but we're going to put it away. And like, because I don't know, if you guys have kids, you know that sometimes we just get caught looking at even text messages or the news while our mm -hmm. kid's playing right next to us yeah. in the same room, not giving them our attention and just not even having it in my hand yeah. has been very life-giving. And it's actually, this is the cool thing about Sabbath again, that practice on Sabbath has made that leak into my other days of the week to where mm. when I get home from work, I'm like, I want to put this thing down because yeah. I want to be present. Let's see what else we got. Um, so we've covered some of the kids. Let's go to the next one. So I think this is good. How do I figure out what good things I need to stop in yeah. order to do the best thing of Sabbath rest? Yeah. I can't see what to stop doing in order what to stop doing in order to actually slow down for this type of rest. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that first from you? Yeah. So I would do what I try and do with Sabbath is like. It doesn't have to be Saturday. It doesn't have to be Sunday. Like the day that it is doesn't matter. What matters is that you have a time on your calendar that's protected for resting and ceasing from work. So maybe, I mean, the good things I think of in this culture are usually going to be extracurricular activities that get in the way. Um, you know, it could be travel sports. It could be um, another activity. It could be volunteering for something. It mm -hmm. could be uh, having dinner with other families all the time. Like it could be anything. Yeah. So how do you learn what things to say no to? I find when we have a protected Sabbath, not that I can't do sports with my kids, not that they can't do travel sports, not that I can't have dinner with my friends, but not on this time. Like right. there is this time. And so that is what it is. It's protected. It's set apart. It's holy. And you do your best to reserve that time for just resting. 
So anything, so then the question becomes not how do you say no to good things so there's room to Sabbath? What What is your most like unscheduled time? Block mm-hmm. that off and then just don't let anything get in there. And there might be something you have to say no to. So then your friends come to you and say, hey, I've been, I was wondering if you wanted to, you know, for me, like you want to go out with a couple of guys and grab a beer Thursday night. And I would have to say no to that even though I really want to do it. Sure. Because that's our Sabbath night as a family. Right. But I wouldn't have said no to that if I hadn't already set it off on our calendar. Right. Does that make sense? So like, yeah. so how do you know what good things to say no to is any good things that are encroaching on the time you've set aside? Yeah. And so you might, you might have to clear out your schedule first. Maybe you have no free nights, then pay attention to that. Like, right. Yeah, if yeah. there is no period of time that you can every week rest, then you're mm-hmm. overcommitted. Yeah. Like, you know, you're overbooked and what can you. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's, that's a great question because I think, I don't know, maybe one of the things that popped in my mind, obviously I'm not talking to this person who asked this question. So if you get, whoever asked this question, feel free to, to connect with us on the weekend. I'd love to talk to you more about it. But I think there could be a question sometimes of the good things that we do come out of wrong motivations. Yeah. So sometimes we fill our schedule with a lot of good outward things that the, out, the outside person will look at and say, man, that person's just really, they serve so much and they care so much and yeah. they do a lot. But if you were to peel back the motivation behind it, it's actually broken, right? It's, well, I, I do that because I want to manage my image and what people think of me, or I want to make sure I'm performing well. Yeah. So people think that I'm a good Christian or whatever it might be. So I think that's the first question I would ask is, are you overloaded with quote unquote good things yeah. um, from a wrong motivation? But like if it's good activity, yeah. Or good things on your calendar. I think for us, a, a filter is like, okay, is, is culture motivating? Am I believing a narrative that if yeah. I don't do this thing, if I don't partake in this thing, that I'm going to somehow miss out or become less? Or my kids, yeah. like in our culture, this may not be what the person was asking, but like if you're not in travel sports and doing all these extracurriculars, you're not going to get the college scholarship. You're not going to get the good job. Right. You're not, you know, someone else is going to get ahead of you while you rest. Right. Which is exactly why God created yeah. Sabbath was yeah. like, to it's say, to remind you that you're yeah, not in control, right? Right, and to trust that, yep. like, if God has a plan for your child, do the six days of work. Like, yeah, like work well on the six days and and do your best, but rest yeah. and trust because it's your life and and what happens is not completely based on what you do. Yeah, like a much a huge part of it is is God at work, and I think that's what Sabbath teaches is to trust in the Lord mm-hmm. and to do things that don't seem wise to culture necessarily by not you know by ceasing. If that's the motivation behind, if you say, "Hey, this good thing," if I removed it, I think I would get really anxious about all these what ifs. Yeah. Um, and you're not doing it because it is life giving and good for you and good for yes. your children. Then I'd say that's something you should you should allow to fall to the side for a season, and, and practice Sabbath by ceasing that activity. Yeah. And see if it is like, you know, what good was it doing in the first place, or were you just doing it out of a out of a desire to follow a narrative that you believed would get an end result. Mm-hmm.